into fur what it's worth. An introduction to an exploration of the furry fandom. What would those two fools, Rue and Tugs, do for a Klondike bar? Pay 59 cents! Or host a show, of course. And welcome to For What It's Worth. Don't read the notes, Rue. <laughs> Season 4, Episode 11. The Pets episode. Now, what were you going to say? Thank you, Fire Breath. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. And thank you, Tugs. <laughs> it says right here very clearly, Tugs is opening. I understand that. <laughs> I see that. And now you have opened. I have opened. We are open for business. Coming to you live from your local Tickles location. Don't it, forget the Tickle Pickle special. So. Do you, did you... Were you one of those kids that really wanted to tickle me, Elmo? I think you were. Actually, I have a story about tickle me, Elmo. When uh, you remember when it was like that year it came out, and it was crazy, and like everyone wanted one. Yeah, came out. yeah, like people were beating each other. Like in the people streets. were like buying them for like thousands and thousands of dollars. I went on Christmas Eve to Shopco, which is a terrible store that you should never shop at. But that back then it was okay. They had one on the shelf, the last one, and I picked it up and I bought it and gave it to my mom for Christmas. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's cool that you were able to get one. And she still has it. And in fact, I saw it a couple of weeks ago, and it stills in as good a shape as when I bought it. I mean, little, little wear and tear, I guess, around the ears. But oh, you could sell it. An get original one. Tons and tons of money. No, because no he tickles you, and I like that. Like, have you actually seen the Cleveland show where he has to tickle me, Elmo? No, no, unfortunately, I haven't he's, watched he's much like, of the Cleveland he's show. He's like holding it and giggling and giggling, and then suddenly he goes, "Ah, too hard!" and he throws it across the room. <laughs> He's a special child. So what have you been so, up to? Uh, well, you know, I have been up to tons and tons of stuff. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I'm going to be heading off to SaltCon this weekend. So we'll see how that turns up. You know, basically SaltCon is a board game convention. So where everyone's going to be going. <gasps> I'm so mm. bored. Oh, no. I wonder how many people just yawned listening to my yawn. You, you know, should all yawn right now. <sighs> I just love board games. I I think it's like one of my favorite pastimes. Really? I, that's because because I'm good at it and I'm a dick. I don't know. This is what I think of board of board game conventions. You ready? Go ahead. I'll turn it up. That's all I can use without getting lawyers. What the shit is that? It's the Anvilania theme. Thanks. <laughs> no, you know what? I don't... I get that they're not playing on a board anymore. We should come up with a new name for board games. I think so, too. I think it should be called, like... Like, they're boards, but they're not, like, a board of wood. I don't know. We should call Cardboard. them something, like... Tabletop game, but that's different. Well, no, they, they do call them tabletop but games. But that also refers to, like, Dungeons and Douchebags and stuff. And cards. Hey, I love Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know what's up with you. I'm, I'm not really intentionally being salty. I'm quoting um, Drawn Together. Oh. Because they call it Dungeons and Douchebags. Sorry, Corey, what? Well, there's also CCGs, too. You know, card games. Kaka games. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Don't offend the magic community. There's lots of people out there. Oh we yeah, all, yeah, we are a magic community. Oh yeah, and Pokemon. apparently, apparently, my my boyfriend has a Black Lotus card, which is pretty. I don't want to hear what he's calling your crotch. Uh, oh, the Black Lotus. Yeah. What edition? <laughs> what edition is your crotch? No, the the Black Lotus. Uh, apparently, I don't know. It's a, I think it's the first one or something. I don't know what it is. 
Uh, an Alpha Black Lotus in good condition sells for like $20,000. I know. Okay, just putting that out there. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. I'd sell that shit. Would he sell it? Uh, I don't know. He might. Dude, that could Someday. be a down payment on a house. Someday he might. But he won't now? Uh, I don't know. I think he's more of a collector, I guess. Uh, he likes to collect things that he likes. I, I love collecting things, too. I mean, it, I'll, I'll tell you something right now. If I had a pony thing that went for $20,000, it's gone. I'm, <laughs> no, give me the money, please. Explain this to me, because I, I, I used to be a collector, and I confess that I have since forgotten, really, the mentality I feel like when I get stuff, it's just stuff that's, I, I, it's nice to have that and it's cool. No one ever really asks or cares. And then it just collects dust you and know, you have to move it when you move. Like, what is the point? I think, I think the, you know, when you're older, you end up getting to a point where it's just like, you have so much stuff that it's like that those little things that used to be really important to you. They're just not as important to you anymore. Like, the only thing I collect physically are Disney movies, but that's because they're Disney movies. Like, I used to collect Nintendo games, like original Nintendo games. Like, I'd go to garage sales just to find their Nintendo game stash and just buy all of it. Just so that I could, like, own every single one of them. I have a pretty massive collection, but... Of porn. You know. Oh, well, no, I have some porn. Yeah. I have some. I have a few. I have three porns. <laughs> Anywho, what else have you so, been up to? SaltCon and what's this never-ending story? Oh yes, never-ending story. I recently um, watched never-ending story again. Yeah, I watched up for the first uh, time like a year ago. Oh boy, it was it was pretty fun. It was good. It, you it's know, a product of the late '80s, early '90s. I think that if some late if it 80s. came out today. Everybody would be like, what is this? That, that <laughs> well, movie came out with the Care Bear movie. If everything in the 80s came out today, we'd look at it and go, what? Because, like, think about it. If Mario came out today, we'd be like, a turtle? But, like, now we're like, oh, cool, yeah, whatever. It's a turtle shell. It's a weapon. But, like, it wouldn't happen anymore. <sighs> I what? still cry when he loses his horse. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, spoilers! I think it's. I think you're well past the statute there. Oh, okay. You talk about when he loses his horse in the like the swamp or whatever. Yeah. Artax. Artax. I don't like that name because that sounds like an '80s name, like Artrax. Like <laughs> pick it up from Sony today. Artax. I was totally an '80s child, so. Amen. Schadenfreude. Yep. So, what have you been up to, Tugs? I have no life. Yeah. We uh, all knew that. No, actually, I forgot to put it on here. So I've been getting ready for BabsCon. I've been re getting ready for BLFC, mostly BabsCon because it's first. Uh, last weekend, Rabbit Valley visited town, so I went with uh, friends, and we had a delicious barbecue dinner. Uh, so, so shout good. out to them. And it's been, you know what, it's really been just working hard because I had some important deadlines to meet, and that's all done now. So now it's just bust some ass till it's time to go to the bay. Work's been kicking your butt. Sounds uh, like work's not been kicking my butt. It's just been it's a, been a steady grind. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm one of those people who I believe I should work as hard as I play. Um. And so which, I I like I like to get out of Dodge about once a month. Like I'm not saying go on these grand vacations, but you know, like just run out of town and go stay somewhere for a night or two and then come back. Something not too expensive or anything. Yeah. I haven't had that since FC, and I sell and I'm, I'm sure ten people right now are going. Oh, I haven't had a vacation in X years or whatever. And good if you can make it that far. Uh, I can't. I prefer to be sane and not kill my coworkers. That means I spend time away from them. 
And that's a great thing. That's a great thing. I don't know how people go on these vacations with their coworkers. I've done it once. It was a little weird. Yeah. No, I think I think that is kind of weird. Uh, it was okay because I mean we were cool. I I I go on vacations for furries stuff, Disney stuff, and maybe visiting furry friends and doing Disney stuff together. But that's about it. And now brony stuff. <laughs> no, no, that's that's why Corey was going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I believe that all the fandoms should get along, and therefore that means I have to visit and be a diplomat. That's like saying. The ambassador from Chile is American because he's his job is in the U.S. No, no, uh, don't get me wrong. I think it's I think it's awesome that you're willing to, you know, even though that you're not a brony, that you're really not a fan of the show, that, you know, you could probably like tear your eyes and ears out if you're like having to watch an episode of it. Um, I've watched some of the show. I don't mind the show. I just don't like the overzealous it's every sentence fans. But yet you're willing to go to the convention and and socialize with those people. And I think it's a cool thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the clop and sing pray is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Everyone clop and sing. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Time for this. Hey, 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 it's Rose Turkey time. All right, for the cookie today, we have... You will be lucky in love in bed with the cookie. So really? remember that. Really? You will be lucky in love in bed with the cookie. I, I took issue with that, but I'm taking my issue back. I suppose we have to have a normal sounding one like once every few years, right? It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's short, simple, to the point. Is it a true fortune? I think so. I think so. You you will be lucky in love in bed with a cookie. What is there? You know, it's pretty straightforward. It sounds like a lonely night alone with a box of Chips Ahoy. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome back. I stole your line, Aru. You you look so upset right now. (laughs) I was going to welcome people back. I you can do it anyway. Welcome back everybody. I hope you enjoyed your pee break. Turn your voice down. Okay. I'm turning it down. Alright, well yeah, hopefully potty break was good. Make sure you take the bowl outside and pour it out before you sit back down. So remind me, Tugs, what are we doing this episode on? We are doing it on the not pretend animals, aka Animal pets. Awesome. I like that we live in a world where we have to be very specific about this. Well, I've noticed we don't have anybody here today. No, uh, we had Gina scheduled. She was fully committed to come in, and we had to reschedule. We did a lost episode, uh, and fate has struck yet again. So in the interest of continuing on to the wonderful episodes we have planned this season, we are simply proceeding without a guest. We deeply apologize. You may now turn the episode off. So in other words, we're going to wing it. Here we, we go. We're going to wing it. We have notes. Don't <laughs> you lie. I'm just kidding. Wow. I'm just kidding. Wow. Are you over there beating your mic? You know, I'm just really upset with this new iPhone that I'm just, you, you know. smashed it against the mic stand, just which is gonna, okay. Yeah, you know. I got my lollipop update for my phone, and I love it. Oh, yeah? I do. I do. Good for you. That doesn't matter right so now. So how do you feel about the iWatch? 
that doesn't matter either. Let's keep going. From Kuno. <laughs> Hi, Kuno. Kuno sent an email into us that says, Dear cast of For What It's Worth, in regards to your previous episode, my dearest condolences to anyone who has lost a friend or a loved one to suicide and to anyone who is currently fighting depression. Just remember that there is always someone you can turn to for help. Any whore. Onto the meat and the potatoes of, of my correspondence. Last episode, you inquired about my any pets, your viewers, all six of them, in parentheses, um, may own or have owned. I currently have a 10-year-old leopard gecko. A teko. Which is teko. And two cats, both two years old, Tommy and... I think it's supposed to be Zeus, but it could be Zuez. I, okay, The Zuez, Suez Canal. I apologize if I butchered that name. Um, in the past, I have owned goldfish, frogs, dogs, and if there's anything I've learned about being a semi-responsible pet owner is that regular exams are vital. Just like you and your your pet can develop heart problems, arthritis, even a toothache. The best way to prevent such problems or catch, catch them is to basically go to a veterinary clinic. Best of wishes, Kuno. 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 P.S. My two cats, you get all the cookies if you can tell which one is which. They okay. look the same. They're in his Christmas tree. Okay, so he ended up sending us a picture of... I can't believe you let your cats get up in the Christmas tree. Oh, uh, that would be terrible. Terrible. So I am going to say... I'm going to vote that the first one's on the left. Um, What are their names again? Zeus and, and Tommy. Ooh, I'm, which one's Tommy? Tommy's on the right. That's my vote. If I win, send prizes. Let me see the picture. There you go. Okay, well, from the brief second that I saw it, I would say Zeus is the one on the right or on the left. Yeah, and specifically right. because Zeus is on the top of, the, of Mount Olympus, so the higher cat is Zeus. <laughs> that is my only sole reasoning. All right, regular exams. You have a lot of pets, and I hate to say this, but this is what went through my head when you started talking about your pets, or that you had cats and dogs, if it plays. Arf, arf, arf. Oh. It's supposed to be the music from Mario Land. From Mario Land? Yeah, it's, it's a remix. That's not Mar Mario Land. The, the, the ones that were supposed to be like all uh, Asian in theme. The levels, they had like the little boulders that rolled around. Anyway, that's not important right now. That was like way later in the game. Right. So what is important is what kinds of people make good pet owners? You know, I would have to say, first of all, my family is not good pet owners. Like, uh, they were pretty bad. It, like, we had a dog, and I'm not, uh, by no means am I bragging or that, you know, I was a kid at the time, and we we just weren't good pet owners because, you know, we didn't really take our dog for a walk the dog would just be on a runner outside 
We wouldn't really take him to the vet. We really wouldn't take him to that even get terrible. his hair trimmed, really. So you're was giving a, an example of a good pet owner right there, huh? No, that's a bad pet owner, and I'm ashamed of it. You know, but there's been times in my life that, you know, later on that I've learned and, you know, learned how to take care of pets. And, you know, like, for example, a good example is, you know, I met um, this this bird just flew in a tree. It was a cockatoo. And I put my um, hand out and it came down and flew on to my hand. It was just in a tree. And I was like, OK. And so I took it home with me and I'm like, hi, mom and dad, I got a pet and took care of it. And it was, um, you know, we made a cage for it and everything. It, you know, it was a good family pet. And I'm not. And we did take it to regular visits and things were a lot better with that particular pet, so. So nobody claimed ownership of this pocket? Uh, no, no. Uh, we put an ad out and everything. Okay. You know, trying to find its owner. I was just curious because cockatoos normally don't fly around Utah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I see cockatoos flying by all the time. Oh! Well, if you go into Australia, cockatoos are everywhere. So what kinds of people make good pet owners? The kind of people who realize that this is a life depending on you to give it everything. I think that People, a good pet owner almost treats it like it's one of their children. Except you don't take it everywhere. Or put clothes on it. You don't have to put clothes on it. No, you shouldn't put clothes on your pets unless they're llamas. Although I have seen some pretty amazing stuff on Facebook, like dressing your dog up like an Ewok or something. Some people go crazy about it. Anyway, uh, so people who have the means, meaning money, and not just money, it's not just, oh, can I afford it? It's can I spend the significant amount of time that this pet will require, especially young pets. I also feel like that a good pet owner is somebody that owns, either either owns a home or is renting a home that has a big enough yard for that particular pet. I mean, I, I do. Guess I if like you, it when I have my parakeet in the backyard. Well, I, I understand. Yeah. If, if you have a parakeet, you don't have to have that. But I, I think what I'm trying to say is having the needs for that particular pet to be able to live in that environment. If you have a dog, you need to have a place for them to be able to go. If so. you have a pet human, you need a cage for them. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And and the ball gag and all that. All you the just fixings. killed all the subtlety. All of it just went out the door. Uh, you should never overfeed your pet. You should be conscious of, like I said, the time required to maintain the pet. Right? Definitely. Definitely. You need to take it on exercise. It, it wants to go on a walk just like how you probably don't, but you probably should go on a walk. So, you know, go take it for a walk. Brush it. Take care of it. It's just like a plant. If you don't put water, <laughs> you know, let us let us. It's take, gonna die. Let us shift the subject to what a good fish owner is. Let's start off with this email. It says, "Hello, people of the world. The name's Leon, and I'm here to talk about my amazing fish named Marley. Now he's just a normal red, red, normal red beta fish, and the only thing cool about him is he can jump out of the water for his food, and he has a pair of radical laser eyes. That's all, folk. Have a nice day. Sign D." That's cool. Are cool. So fish, you have to be willing with fish, for instance, to take the water out of their tank because it gets stinky. It does. You know what? I realized as a kid, um, I didn't I didn't pick up on this, but as an adult, we had an aquarium when I was a kid and I loved going to sleep at the aquarium because it had that little uh, agitator mm -hmm. and it would go and it was just one of those white noise things. A little filter. 
Uh, no, I don't know. Made bubbles. So. Oh, so that's just an air pump. So it. Uh, anyway, my mom would periodically, you know, move the fish out and drain the tank and wash it and, you know, all that fun stuff. Yep. And um, she used a siphon, which is normal. Uh, except I realized that she would stick the hose in her mouth and go to get the water to the end. Ew. And then let it in the bowl. And she was being a good pet owner. But I'm like, ew. But think about it. If you go swimming in a lake, you're also just eating a ton of fish shit anyway. So. Yummy for eating fish shit. Yeah, yeah, it's really not that bad. So. Well, you know, my husky, you know, has a great big, huge tank and, you know, I help him clean it out. He so. has a fish? Yeah, we have fish. Mm-hmm. So I guess we do. We, we have pets and you know, sometimes we'll go to the, the, the store and, you know, get a few more and we'll sit and watch them, you know, swim around and stuff like that. So it's very therapeutic sometimes. Buy an Oscar and put it in there and see what happens. Oh, so no, 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 That no. would be awesome. Let's read Velo's email. Okay. Do you have it or do you want me to go for it? Um, you know, it will take me just a second. Um, okay, so Velo said, Hey, Rue, Koru, Tugs, and other guests. Um, Velo here. It's been a while since I've emailed, but here it is. I could say that a few of the pets in my life have made me the person I am today. Sure, it it has made me a bit more social to animals than people, but it's more of a zoo animal I have have seen. My cheetah's fursona um, has come from that. So he has a cheetah fursona, and that's how how he came about that. But I have been partial to cats ever since childhood. The first ever furry thought I was I, I had ever had was what what if everybody just grew a cattail during the night? And that was pretty much uh, that that was pretty much it about pets. Love the show. Keep being awesome. I wish cookies to Rue. Aw, thank you. Thank you for that. Cookie tax. So, do some pets make better pets than others? Yes. Yes. I, I mean... There's not a blanket answer for that, though. You can't have a cheetah. You can't have a cheetah. I no. mean, you could have a cheetah, but, you know... From birth. If you weren't, per, you know, if you didn't have a proper environment for them. That's the thing. Your environment needs to match the pet you're going to keep. So, therefore, do not get a husky if you live in a in a studio apartment. It's not going to work out no, very well for you or the husky. Isn't. Or get a... F- a fox, you know? Get a fox. Oh, come on. You can actually no, get a fox. No, no. All yes, those foxes are way sold. There were like five of them. Don't even go there. That's not legit. Yes, fennec foxes you can buy on the East Coast. But fennec foxes are illegal in Utah. Illegal. Yeah. They cannot exist within the boundaries of the state. Yes. Whatever. You it's not like there's like a. Them. Can you imagine? You can't a robot? own. You can't own them. They can be here. You just can't <laughs> own them. There's like a, a a robotic beehive with lasers. It's like Fennec Fox detected. Actually, I think it's uh, the sale. Like it's illegal to sell them. Is that what it is? But I, I, it has to be. I mean, there's really no way. It's like, well, I just moved from North Carolina and I have a fennec fox. I'm not going to get rid of this pet that I've had for five years just because I'm moving to Salt Lake City. I, that's definitely something. If you have an exotic pet, you, can, you, you have to know the exotic pet laws. Yeah. So you don't get an exception. Y- you just don't. They're, they're domesticated now, though. That's the thing. Like you can buy them in pet stores. You shouldn't buy them in pet stores. You should get them from a certified fox well, breeder. yes. Okay. I, Meaning half the fandom. That was a bad example. The only thing I'd get at a pet store is fish. 
fish. So what other pets have you had in your life, Tugs? Uh, I had a poodle terrier as a kid. Yeah? Uh, I had, excuse me, I had a parakeet that was actually tame and would sit on my shoulder all the time. I felt like a pirate. I stole one of his feathers. <laughs> actually, I was really sad when he died because he was cool. And we had bonded, and I ended up digging him a little grave in the backyard Aww. and burying him. And I, I know, right? Uh, and the neighborhood cats you know, had a feast. No, I buried him deep. brings back a traumatic experience as a child. Is, like, we had hamsters, and I had this hamster for about two years. He was my favorite. I loved him. I would play with him all the time. I'd take care of him. I'd constantly clean out his cage, you know, making sure that it didn't stink up my room. And, oh. you know, we, I, I loved him. I called him Ralph, Ralphie. And, um, you know, we loved it so much that we were like, you know what? Ralphie needs a friend and we're going to go ahead and get uh, you know, another one. And we called, um, this one had, this hamster had red eyes and, um, I don't know. We called him pinky from like pinky in the brain. He, he was also white and stuff huh. like that. So we were like, Oh, this is cool. Well, we got him from Walmart. Yeah. Sorry. And what ended up happening is he had some sort of a weird disease that basically killed him. Uh, basically what happens with this disease is he runs really, really quickly and continues to run all night long in his will. And eventually they will kill themselves by overexerting themselves. That's how they die. Hamsters? Yeah. Hamsters. Like really, it's really, really horrible. And it's like it's, they just run and their heart explodes. Yeah. They just continue to run until they can't move anymore. So it's it's really dumb because that is so weird, you know, so we were like, OK, well, this hamps, this one died and, you know, we were sad about that. But then all of a sudden, Ralphie started having the same symptoms and he ended up dying, too. So was it like a disease? And so we ended up getting. Yeah, it was a disease. So we were like, OK, all right. We were really sad. We lost two pets. We, we buried them. We had a little pet funeral. And then we were like, okay, well, let's go ahead and get, um, you know, a couple more. But we got it from the same person that we got Ralphie instead. Because we were like, oh, we're not going to trust Walmart. Well, they died as well from the same exact disease because apparently bleach alone won't um, get rid of this particular disease. And so we... Uh, we ended up researching more about the disease. And in fact, the, the, the person didn't really know what was going on, the, the owner of the, the pet shop. And she ended up um, doing an autopsy for us because we were just... <laughs> Wait. I, I don't mean to make light of your story. I'm just a little teeny tiny pet autopsy with well, a little teeny tiny skin. <laughs> and they're like... <laughs> basically, <laughs> that's, that's how we found out about it is they did an autopsy on our, on our pet, you know? So... We ended up finding out that we had this rare disease within our home that came from that that first hamster, and we couldn't have hamsters anymore. We had to take all the stuff that we had, and we just had to burn everything. And we couldn't have hamsters for the rest of the time. So it's a sad story. Is it, is it a blood disease? Like, like, do you have it? Like, are you carrying it now? I, I, no, 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 no. Okay. No. It's okay. just like a some sort of a... It's like a virus or something. I don't know what it was. I can't remember. 
I was a kid then, so. That's that's crazy. Did it, did it have anything visible, like mold or like like? No, no, no mold, no nothing. It was just. It was so sad because, like, you you tried to stop them from, like, overexerting themselves and running, and then eventually they just, I don't know, they just give out, and just seeing a pet, like, die in your hands as a child. Oh, that's sad! And, and having it, like, give up its last breath in your hands, that's the most traumatic experience in my life when I was a child. <laughs> so, anywho... There you go. There's my long, long story that's, about pets, but that's just terrible. It, it triggered that story triggered because you were talking about burying your, you know. Your, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Your okay, so other pets I've had. Um, I have Kyrie now, who is a sled dog of some kind, and I'm not paying money to find out what. She's a mutt. Uh, um, Kyrie's amazing. She, no, I, I, I'm just saying I, would, I don't want to spend hundreds of dollars to get her no, DNA looked at. No, I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. just saying she's that a very well-behaved dog. She's good, and she doesn't sit and bark all the time. I will tell you though, the first six months were the most intense. Almost, I want like I considered the first year like the really rough time. Um, the first six months were really, really rough because she was only a year old, so she was very, you know, green. Um. And the first year, and it took everyone in the house making an effort together constantly. Like, it was so constant. I was like, why did I do this? Uh, now she'll behave. Now she gets it. I, you know, I got a book. I learned how to train her, dog psychology, blah, blah, blah. Um, it, it was worth it. I don't know if I want to do it again because now that I know what it takes. Yeah, like, you know, I'm, and I know what it takes. A lot of people don't have pets, and they just go, yeah, I can spend the 30. It's like, no, it's not 30 minutes. It's like... 30 minutes with an interruption every two seconds, you're going to have to get up constantly for the first little while and check on them. You know, I think another good little piece of advice that I could throw out to you guys is don't get a puppy for your first time. Don't go get a puppy. No matter how cute they are. Get, get an older dog, you know, that's that maybe like a dog that's been retired or something that needs, you know, a place to you know, so then that way it gives you an opportunity to kind of learn about, you know, your pet's needs and stuff like that. Alternatively, if you can find a program that works for your needs, don't go to the really high end um, special needs type programs, but fostering animals temporarily, like just like where they need a place to stay. Not they don't not that they need remedial training or something, but that way you can sort of, quote unquote, borrow a pet without actually having the longer term commitment. So when you're done with the whatever weeks, you're like, maybe that wasn't for me. And you move on. And yeah, and I think with those ones, that those case scenarios, can't you like eventually like if you decide that you want to keep that pet, you can? Sometimes. I, I guess it would depend on the program because um I know Salt Lake is doing a program where you can foster police dogs that are puppies. Um you can't keep them. I mean this oh, is this isn't the type of program I'm recommending. Uh, but there are other situations where they just need to temporarily house a dog a lot. I think the military has one where it's like they need someone to watch their pets while they're deployed. And so you borrow the pet for a while, and then when they get back, you return it. That's cool. That's a cool program. I, yep. you know, I highly recommend that, you know, if you're in a situation. Uh, and, you know, you brought up a really good point as far as with roommates. I, I would highly recommend that you probably don't get a pet if you have like a whole bunch of roommates i mean then unless all of you are on the same page you you all have to own the the animal for a while like even though someone technically owns it on paper you've got to be all involved 
Yeah, definitely. And make sure that uh, you as the owner, the technical owner, have communicated and are on top of working with people to come to solutions for problems that you don't foresee with the pet. So, for instance, if you have a cat and that cat is doing things it shouldn't be doing, like... Like biting somebody's hand. Or clawing something up or jumping onto something that you really would prefer they're, they're not, you need to be able to communicate to the person who owns the, the surface or whatever uh, and say, we need to work this out. And the person who owns whatever is in question also needs to be open to that. At the same time, it takes everyone being okay with it. It's not just a one-on-one thing. Well, it's kind of like... Again, I'm going to go back to the, the scenario. It's almost like you have a child. Right. It's your child. In fact, it is your child, and don't make me have to take care of your child in public. <laughs> no, no, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way. And, you know, you shouldn't expect your roommates to take care of your child if, you know. Unless you arrange it in advance, like babysitting. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. All right. Well, I think that's a good first little bit there. Why don't we go to break? And we have some delicious new space news. We uh, also have packages that we're going to be opening, so stay tuned. Later this show, yep. All right, well, hey, guess what, guys? We're doing another ad because you love ads, a real ad. I love ads. I know, because you get to say your signature <laughs> phrase. So we have with us, through the magic of the Title II protected internet, Sonia, who is the chair of BabsCon, which is something we're going to, and we've talked to you a lot about and run an ad for. I'm um, like, what What does your attendees, like, what do they expect? What, like, who's it for? Like, what is it for? <laughs> Our con is for fans of My Little Pony. Uh, specifically, Friendship is Magic, but we're open to all generations of My Little Pony. Uh, there is a large crossover, of course, with the furry community as well as the anime community. There are panels and events, and there's a party floor and a vendor hall. And in, in this case, you get to sign, you know, you get to um, get the stars to sign autographs for you. This year, we're going to have a wonderful little event for charity where one of the voice actresses from the show, Kathy Wesluck, who voices Spike the Dragon, apparently is a really good ping pong player. So she's going to take on uh, members of the audience at ping pong for charity. So much more going on. Just a little plug. We've got a, we've got a room with nothing but video gaming, a room with nothing but tabletop gaming. We have a whole children's entertainment section. I mean, we want people to know that, yeah, you can totally bring your kids to this. This is not going to be everyone's terrible stereotype of of fans out there, you know. Uh, We have one of the best guest lists anyone's ever seen. Uh, That happened both in 2014 and again this year. For example, do you you guys know who Tara Strong is? Of course. She's only in everything. No, I have no No, I'm just kidding. I totally know who Tara Strong is. Well, for those not in the know, Tara Strong is the voice of your childhood, whether you know it or not. Um, <laughs> in addition to voicing Twilight Sparkle on My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, she was also Raven in the Teen Titans, Timmy Turner, uh, and about a, a million other roles that you have heard. So what's your other guests that you have coming? We have many. We have like we have several more voice actors. Um, like I already mentioned Kathy Wesluck. Uh, and she's actually interesting. Kathy Glassluck is interesting, as are Brian Drummond and Ian Corlett, um, all of whom have the most extensive anime dubbing resumes you've ever seen in your life. They're going to talk specifically about the, uh, the, the, the process of voice acting for dubbed work as contrasting to working in the original language. And then they'll also talk about some of their experiences working in dubbed stuff, particularly anime, of course. 
yes, exciting events are happening, especially that one exciting event. So what is the one exciting event? The one exciting event, and this just dropped in our lap. I wish I could claim credit for it. The season premiere of My Little Pony season five is happening on our con weekend. And we're gonna get everybody together in main events, and we are just gonna watch that big two-part premiere live. A mere hour after that's over, the big voice actor panel begins. So, I mean... That sounds almost so like how, a thing. So how much is <laughs> registration? Our three-day standard registration is $60. Uh, although you want to pre-reg, you don't want to wait until the price goes up to 75 at the door. So you can pre-reg actually until the day before the con, until April 1st, and that is not an April Fool. I created a 10% off coupon code just for listeners of For What It's Worth. And that code is FWIW10. Uh, once again, that's FWIW10. The numbers, not T-E-N. The number 10, yep. And you can go to babscon.com. That's B-A-B-S-C-O-N.com. Click on register and off you go. So you've got your discount. She's going to give you the dates, and then you're going to turn around and tell your boss that you need time off. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, our con is occurring on April 3rd through 5th at the Hyatt Regency SFO in Burlingame, California, which um, if you come directly from SFO, there's a totally free airport shuttle, too. So That's it. So go to BabsCon, find us, and tell us all the answers that we're going to be at questioning you for, and then go see Sonia be insane, and then go see the voice actors and have a good time. Register today! Hailing frequencies open. Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Saturday, March 14th, here are your space headlines. Back on Saturday, March 1st, SpaceX launched a Falcon 9 rocket carrying two telecom satellites, the ABS-3A and the UTELSAT-115 WestB. This was the first conjoined launch for SpaceX, meaning the first time a Falcon 9 has carried two primary payload satellites at once, passing the savings on to the customer. Per satellite, it costs less than $30 million to launch. Both of these satellites are for commercial communications and are the first of their kind to utilize all-electric propulsion, ion drives, for fine-tuning their orbit. SpaceX was not able to make a landing attempt this time, running the rocket in expendable mode. The next attempt to propulsively recover the first stage will be in April. Friday morning, March 6th, the Dawn space probe entered into orbit around the dwarf planet Ceres, located in the region we all think of when we think about the asteroid belt. It's one of the three largest objects in that area, one of the others being Vesta, which Dawn visited from 2011 to 2012. As it approached Ceres, Dawn's cameras picked up two brilliant spots of light on the planetoid's surface. It's possible that it's just a reflective surface like ice or salt, but some have speculated that it could be an ice volcano, but that's kind of unlikely. As the probe remains in orbit and finishes out its useful life there, we'll probably learn more about what caused those bright spots. This past Thursday, March 12th, United Launch Alliance sent an Atlas V aloft carrying the MMS, or Magnetospheric Multiscale Mission, built by NASA. The four-probe fleet was carried on the fourth-ever flight of this particular configuration of the Atlas V, the 421, and the 635th-ever launch in the Atlas program since it started back in 1957. These four probes, once they reach their target orbit, will assume a four-pointed pyramid, or tetrahedral, formation. This way they can study the Earth's magnetosphere to see how it's affected by solar wind. 
It'll start by examining the leaning edge, the side facing the sun, and remain there for a year and a half. Then it will spend the remaining half a year of its mission examining the trailing edge, behind Earth relative to the sun. The goal is to better understand magnetic reconnection, a process that space plasmas undergo. This will help us better shield sensitive electronics from solar storms, as well as develop better models for magnetic confinement in fusion reactors. Expect to hear more on this in the future. And now for this episode's question. What's the largest, most powerful motor ever built? That would be the solid rocket booster for the SLS. Recently, NASA ran a hot-fire test of the new booster. It's similar to those used in the shuttle program, but there have been some upgrades. The avionics have been replaced, and the insulation has been swapped out for a thinner, stronger material that's a few thousand pounds lighter, and a fifth segment was added. That fifth segment adds an additional 25% more fuel, increasing performance. The booster now stands 177 feet tall, which is a good deal taller than the Statue of Liberty, and produces 3.6 million pounds of thrust, taking only just over two minutes to burn out. To compare, that's the thrust generated by 14 Boeing 747s at max power. Over 500 instruments recorded data while this test ran out of Promontory, Utah, and a second is scheduled for early 2016. It's just one more step in our road to Mars. That's all we've got for you this time. If you've got a question you'd like answered, feel free to tweet at a blue drag, and maybe yours will make it into the next episode. For more news on space and space-related matters, follow NASA, SpaceX, United Launch Alliance, and other organizations on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying, keep looking up, space fans. Happy first anniversary, space news. the show we hope you enjoyed the break you're evil i am evil you are truly evil so let's kick off the second half of the show rue you've got the email pripped already from leo i do he says hey rue koru and tugs it's leo again after i heard that you wanted you wanted to talk about pets and boy do i have a couple of zany pets first off i have a oh usual pets um a little dog named Koro. Cora. Koro. Zoro's cousin. Cora. <laughs> I just adopted her, and all I know is she, and let's see, she is a mix with a pit bull, but my goodness, is she hyper. She runs around in circles around me when I try to play with her and is tearing up everything that she can get her mouth on. I just taught her how to sit and to shake her, shake her paw, and she looks like... She looks kawaii. Kawaii? Japanese for cute. Oh, oh yeah, super cute. Kawaii! Sensei. Okay. Um, got a small tank of goldfish, but they don't um, do much. But the more exotic pet, pets, I have a group of parakeets. Doesn't sound, um, doesn't sound so bad, but I started off with two and they have multiplied. The year I got them, it was cute to hear them chirp 
and see them mess around in their cage. But all of a sudden, boom, I had three new baby chicks. And after they grew up, it got loud in the house. My mom kept them in the living room. And whenever we were watching anything that had music, they would just go off and nonstop chirping and just go crazy in the cage. After um, they got under my skin with their chirping and looking at me with their small beady eyes, I gave a pair um, to my grand grandmother for her birthday. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I have a comment about that. I'll get back to that. But this year, we had another two more. Um, but this batch was different. Around 6, um, 6 a.m. every morning, they go crazy, fluttering around and chirping like crazy. Um, the crazy gaggles is made of blue falco, nacho, ginger, perry, and silver. I love the little fuckers, but damn, they can, they can be annoying. Sincerely, Leo. Beady little eyes. Beady little eyes. I'm looking eyes. at you with my birdie eyes. So my story that I wanted to share with that um, is when you were talking about giving your, giving pets to your grandma, um, I told you a little bit about the story about how I put my hand out as a kid and then all of a sudden this bird came out of nowhere and landed on my shoulder and I ended up taking it home and we were trying to find out like, you know, whose its owners were. Well, in order to keep it, because I really, really wanted to keep this bird because I thought it was, you know, he was pretty awesome and so, you know, it's Father's Day. What the best thing is isn't the best thing to do is to give a pet that you just found to your father for father's day oh. and then he can't say no <laughs> and so that's what i did i was an evil little little kid but we kept the pet wow so there you go but thank you for sending in that email um that's super crazy that you know that you're having chicks like just randomly how do you tell if a bird is a boy or a girl um do you birds actually have really organs? can't i don't know very well we need to ask our one person who would know sound booth uh males are prettier than females shut up that is not how do you even judge that are you serious yeah that's how exactly do, it the I, males are more colorful and they tend to be a little bit more energetic and a little bit more outgoing than the females. <laughs> but I'm not lying. But but pretty is a subjective. That's why I'm like, shut up. That's not a real scale. Like, how do you how do you objectify that scale? Okay, look at um, look at mallards. I have no idea what those look like. So mallards, uh, ducks. Oh. The female is just a very basic brown wood tone color with dark spots. The male is very pretty with a green head. There's red feathers, there's white accents. Uh, the males in bird species are so much more colorful, vibrant, and that's to attract the females. Like peacocks. Don't they have like little birdie weenies? Like you see like a peacock, right? 
with a huge fantail, looks all pretty. That's a boy. Don't they have bird dick? Like, where's the bird penis? Is there a bird penis? You know, I honestly, I don't like birds. I'm actually allergic to birds. Uh, I found this out while having to clean out the bird room uh, when I worked at Petco, and then all of a sudden I couldn't breathe. Um, Haven't really studied too much into the reproductive habits of birds. Okay, here we go. Do birds have penises? The short answer is yes. The the short (gasps) answer is yes. Why do I Google this shit? Uh, Especially ducks. And ducks are mean little bastards, and they will fuck anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. uh, So, yes, they do have a penis. It's funky-shaped. It's kind of corkscrewy, twiny, circly, spirally, whatever. Uh, most but yes, birds, it is a thing. Most birds do not have a penis. Most birds. Some have a hybrid organ that is not quite a penis and not quite a cloaca, which is a, the bird vagina. A cloaca is an orifice. Yeah. Uh, like reptiles have cloacas. They would... Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just closing this window. This is getting weird. I just saw a duck penis. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my God. I was like, that looks like that's not candy. <laughs> It looked like one of those little, like, swirly candies you buy. That's what I was saying. I know, but, like, when you see it, the you has, know it. That has to become a thing. That's not candy. <laughs> That's not candy. Like, it's different when you know it and then you see it. And you're like, oh, and it was black and white, thank God. So I don't know what color it was other than gray. Hey, Tugs, any horror? That's not candy. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That's not candy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, you know, so birds that, do have penises sometimes. But that does make me think, you know, back to back to my bird again. Um, you know, we thought that, you know, it was a male all this time. And then all of a sudden we found little eggs. <laughs> the, Did you, you know, after them? after years. And years no. No, I didn't. I don't know. That's kind of weird. No, to me. no. What? How is it different? Chickens lay eggs. They're birds. Yeah, but it's a bird egg. It, it is a form of a bird egg. Right. Yeah. So you're just like, oh look, you made me breakfast, and there you go. <laughs> you get a tiny omelet. Quail eggs are good. Yeah. Duck eggs make me throw up. In fact, duck eggs are really weird. They have bright orange yolks. I and if you eat one, you either will throw up or you won't. <laughs> there's there's a weird candy. chemical inside of duck eggs. That's the more you know. Oh, do you want that? Yes. <laughs> the orange, orange yolks, duck eggs. Now you know. All right, so let's talk about the best practices for keeping pets. We've sort of been doing it the whole show, but the best practices for keeping pets include regular food, regular water. Regular cleaning up after them. Do not make your animals sleep in their feces or sit in their feces. They don't like it as much as you don't. Would you go sit in a pile of shit? Yes, make sure your fish have plenty of water. Some people are into scat, and I'm not. Most people (laughs) in their day-to-day lives will not willingly go sit in a pile of shit. That's disgusting. Yeah. Why did I just So why would you make your dog do it? Uh, Or your cat, or your bird. You know... I want someone to shit on a bird one day. Anyway. Uh, Okay, okay. Now, this this brings up another story for for real quick with one of my pets. I used to have ferrets, okay? Do you you remember those ferrets when you came over to my house? No, you've never had ferrets as long as I've known you. Okay, well, they kind of do stink a little bit. And, you know, we tried our very best to teach them where to go 
to the bathroom. They don't care. In their cage. No, the ferrets are like, I'm just going to go everywhere. Oh, I sleep here. Oh, everywhere. Oh, this is my bedding. This is something soft. I'm going to shit on that, too. <laughs> Actually, you bring up a good point. Something else you should do with your pet. Train them. Well, I just... You know, I guess it was something that I didn't understand and I didn't know how to handle it. And we and I had uh, a vet tech. I had Faye there. Faye was studying for to be a vet person. And so she was reading up on it. She had the information. She couldn't train them on how to do it. We had spray bottles to like spray them, you know, anytime that they would go somewhere that they weren't supposed to. Nothing. Maybe they were incontinent. What do you mean? They couldn't hold their bowels. Maybe they had that, you know, people have that problem. You could be genetically engineered without the bowel holding. I guess that's true, but then we have two of them, both of them having that. that, it, that there, were more, there was more than one person that knows another person who's incontinent. It I mean, happens. they they were brother and sister. They were from the same litter. See? You're not helping your case. I mean, it could have been. I oh, mean, I don't know. Well, let, well, let's build it out a little further. So train them, but also know, know about training them. Like, you obviously did some research. Yeah. It wasn't just, oh, I'll spend some time with them. Like, know what you're going to do, right? Yeah, no, we did. We we spent time. We did research. Um, you know, maybe we, I mean, we lived in an apartment, like a small apartment, but with a rodent, you, you would think that there was enough room. So I, I just don't know. So what are the, some of the things you should not do with pets? Um, you know, I would think that one of the things is leaving them alone for a very long time or leaving them alone in the car, like without like leaving them alone in the car. It's kind of like it's actually against the law now, isn't it? Leaving a child alone in the it is. Car. It is like that. I mean, have you ever turned off your vehicle and sat in the car when the sun is is out and it's 100 degrees outside? Yeah. It just starts to bake. And if you think 30 minutes, you know, of sitting in that, you can completely, you know, that's that's pet abuse. I have something that you shouldn't do with pets. It, I recognize this has an element of personal rant in it. I'm really trying hard not to. Um don't ruin pets for everyone else. What I mean by that is I get that you may love your pet and that your pet is incredible and you love them. I've gone to a restaurant where they were some where they let a pet in for some reason. I don't know. And I will get to the my theory on that later. Don't take your pet to the grocery store. Don't take your pet to the restaurant and let them lick the plates. Ew. It's it's. It, it's really selfish, first of all, to do that. It's really selfish. But secondly, those are places where it, where extra sensitivity is required for your pets. Meaning, if your dog's dander gets on a piece of fruit that someone who's very allergic to that dander eats it, you just could have put someone's life in danger because you couldn't leave your pet behind. That's my first point. My second point is this. I don't... I, I get that some people have this... Comfort animals are not service animals. They are pets. This is the law. But I want to keep my little doggy in my bag. And, and That's a vanity to... pet. <laughs> I'm talking about like, I, I have to have my whatever with me because so I'm emotionally stable. I get that that might be a real need for you. I get it. 
The law doesn't recognize that. A service animal has to do something for you. It has to do something you were physically incapable of doing. Not emotionally, physically. Meaning see for you. Or open a door for you. Or something like that. And people who have pets that are really attached to them and have to take them everywhere and make up they're a service animal are ruining it for people who have the legitimate needs. So as a pet owner, don't be selfish about it. Well, there are some people that do have them as a service animal to, don't they have to do what some of those, some of those pets as service animals so that the comfort companions or whatever comfort animals are not service animals by law. Oh, they are not because they don't do anything that you physically, and I'm emphasizing physically, Cannot do. Okay. Your emotions are mental. They are not something you can pick up and touch in a physical sense. They don't qualify under the law. Which, it that kind of sucks sometimes. Well, it's a subjective area that we need to do more research on, honestly. I think that science could stand to go out there and figure out a little bit more about how the brain works and emotions and stuff. So we could make a good law that allowed for that or uh, modify the ADA. Um but at least in the United States, comfort animals aren't pet, aren't service animals. And saying they are, or even if they're not a comfort animal and they're just something you're really close to, you ruin it for people who really need those service animals. And you bring that stereotype out of, oh, they're just, you know, they're just taking it everywhere and lying about it. Because I mean, you are, and then other people assume everyone else is doing it. And that's not good. So keep your pet your pet. So I want to ask the sound booth a question. So what would you say would be like the worst worst thing a pet owner could do the worst thing or like what's i don't know what's the absolute worst thing other than kill your pet like what's what's something of a bad pet owner uh i i've seen this personally but yeah and i don't agree with it but i've seen people who you know will own a pit bull which, I mean, personally for me, I don't like pit bulls. I just don't think they're cute. I mean, really is the reason. Um, it has nothing to do with their anger or aggression because that is something that uh, is taught to the dog. And it really has a, you know, a bad reputation on pit bulls as being very aggressive dogs. I have seen people who chain them up outside. They run them. They literally tie weights to their chains. So when the dogs run around, they're pulling 20 pounds or pulling 30 pounds behind them Are everywhere they go. Yes. Why? To build them up, to fight. Oh. To, to, uh, they're like, oh, well, he's going to protect my family. He's going to be a big, and I've seen big muscular pit bulls. And I think that makes them uglier, quite honestly. But, it, you know, it, it gives a bad reputation. So I think the owners, for their own personal gain, put a bad reputation on animals who shouldn't necessarily have a bad reputation. Well, I think, I, is the worst I think you, you just do. brought up a really good point. I think that if you're, um, if you're getting a pet just to have a security system, you should just buy a security system. So yeah. much less cost overall. Exactly. Or properly train an animal, you know, to be that security system. Um, you know, German shepherds are extremely intelligent they can be very family oriented, family friendly, and you know they can they can do well with kids and you know other animals. But you know they they're very smart at sensing a threat, and so that when they need to, they can literally go into anger mode and protect that family to go after that intruder or go after that person. But the difference is that dog is trained professionally, 
And unlike a pit bull who becomes mean, it's going to be mean to everybody. It's not going to be well socialized to hang around other dogs. And it, it puts that bad reputation. Well, hey, thank you so much for your thoughts. Um, Tugs. Um, yes. We have another email that's came in from... Um, Let me find it. Let me find it, Deegan. Yeah, Deegan. Okay. I hope this is... Uh, or Is that the right email? I'm going to assume it is. Oh, it is. Okay. Dear Room... Room. Your name is Room. Dear oh. Room... And Tugs. So hello, everyone else. And Tugs. I have two cats. Both were born in the wild and are weird in different ways. The older cat is black and white, while the younger one is white and orange. I would have been funny if you said white and black. The older cat is afraid of grown men. He doesn't know and being touched anywhere other than the head. My family that thinks that in the process of catching him, he may have gotten hurt. The younger cat on the other paw acts like a fursuiter and that he loves everyone he meets. For example, when we first met him, he was the kitten, and he followed us to a dock and joined us on the boat. He does, though, have bad depth perception. Every time he tries to jump onto a countertop, he misses. So, do you have any stories of funny pets? Signed, it says, Defend the Lisang. Although, I think it's supposed to be Deegan. Let us know, because your email name is different. Below is not part of the main message. Mm, I've been... Oh, okay, let's save this for the mailbag and answer his question about funny pets. Do you have any funny pet stories? I have one funny pet story. Go ahead, share yours, and I'll think of one. So, back when I was a child... My parents made me go to church because that's what parents do. And they have um, what they call a testimony meeting, which is when people get up and, you know, they share their personal beliefs and how strong they believe in them, blah, blah, blah. Well, there's this thing where when a kid gets up, because you it's volunteer, you're not like assigned. When a kid gets up, everyone goes, oh, it melts a little bit, right? As a kid, when you're doing that, by the way, you don't even know what you're really doing. You just do it. But this kid gets up and he stands and he looks out at the whole congregation, big wide eyes, and you can tell he's frozen. And he just goes, we have a lizard. And then he left the stand and went back into the audience. That was his testimony. <laughs> That's it. Thanks for sharing. Come on. You got to admit, like, everyone is like, really like, oh, yeah, you know, they're. They're getting their god for the week and and whatnot. I'm feeling really emotional and teary-eyed. We have a lizard. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of build-up for a little payoff. Sorry. Like you, Rue. Now, what was your story? Oh my gosh. Um. Well, I had, you know, in elementary school, um, I had a cat named Katza, which Katza means cat in German. So basically, <laughs> we would just call it. No, no, cat. no, it's not Katza, it's Katza. <laughs> you to be angry about it. So um, I had a history project. And so what I ended up deciding to do for my history project is I, um, I created a video or a movie that um, was starring my cat. <laughs> and I would dress her up in different little costumes and put her in different situations and put like, like voices behind it and stuff like that. And so there you go. That's my funny story. It's not that funny, but there you go. Since we both have lame, funny stories, what's your funny story, Sound Booth? Your name is now Sound Booth. 
I don't know if I really have any. Okay. I, I've had, <laughs> I, I have had so many pets throughout my life. I've always had a pet at some point, whether a beta, spider, snake, dog, cat, cow. I mean, so many pets that I've had. And yes, cow. I lived in Texas. Um, really, the funniest thing I could think of is uh, when my dad got... Uh, his dog many years ago, well, our dog, uh, was a puppy, and sh she was just going around the living room and sniff, sniff, and, you know, being super energetic and sniffing while kind of running at the same time, and had never really seen a glass door before and just smacked right into it while she was trying to sniff, and I don't know. It was the funniest thing Whoops. at that point, and probably the funniest thing that I can think of now. So, yeah, I guess that's lame, but... That's all I can think of. So what do you guys feed Kyrie? Like you have the dog Kyrie. Like what do you what do the you dog. recommend? Like what's the I buy her a holistic product that is actually all natural. And it's expensive and she eats organic food and way better than I do, but that's because I don't want to take her to the vet. So if you unnecessarily. wouldn't hmm. You don't want to take her to the vet unnecessarily. Oh right. No, I don't. Not at all. So so you recommend that type of brand Organic. food? Or? Well, I'm not going to make a brand because they're not paying for us. Um, but I, I am interested very much in giving her organic stuff. So don't go to Walmart and buy Old Roy because honestly, that's filler. It's literally like wood and things that you wouldn't want to eat. It's corn. You know, I have I have a good, good little point that just came up to my mind that we completely forgot about. If you're getting an exotic pet... Make sure that you have a vet in your area that can care for that particular pet. And that, if you don't do that, then you're—that's kind of a, being a bad pet owner, um, because you're not taking care of the needs of the animal itself. If you don't have a place for them to go, I mean, it's basically like, oh, I'm gonna go live in Alaska where there's no doctors. Just not Alaska. Sorry, um, I meant Alaska doesn't have doctors; just Palins. <laughs> well, we so that'd be like uh, I Antarctica or whatever. It's like no, I I have asthma, so I'm going to go see a cardiologist. Yeah. It's like well, he's going to tell me my heart's fine. Just same analogy. Yeah. No, that's make that's sure what you, I meant. Yeah. Make sure you have that vet that knows the specialty of the animal that you have. Yeah. So, how often do you recommend like? taking um your pet to the to people the who are good pet owners excluding myself take their pet to the vet when they are bleeding or in life's danger otherwise you should take them in for at least their rabies shots and preferably more shots nice let's kind of reword that because you said that a good owner minus myself will take them in if they're bleeding i didn't say i was a good owner yeah, but you would still take her in if she was bleeding. Oh, of course. Of course. Okay. No, no, that's not even a question. If Kyrie was severely injured, I would be at the animal hospital right now. There are such things, by the way. They're not just myths. Um, no, that that's completely a different thing. Uh, I mean, like, some people take their their dog or cat or snake or iguana to the vet, like, every day. I'm not one of those people. Um, it's expensive, and, I'm, and I don't have pet insurance until my employer starts providing it, which they never will. So I, I take them in for the generally accepted thing, like the rabies shot type of stuff. Right. My dog has the rabies shot. It's good. 
So um, that's pretty much it. So hopefully we kind of touched a little bit on everything for you. Is there anything else you wanted to add, Rue? No, I think that's pretty much it. Just just make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into. Definitely do research on the type of breed and the type of pet that you're getting before you go out and get that. Um, if it's your first time, again, make sure that you don't um, don't get a like a baby. Like don't get um, you know a cub or whatever, um, a puppy. Um, you know, if it's your first time. Um, I think that if you're getting a cat, a kitten isn't, I don't know. You can't really train cats, can you? I, I, you kind of can, but <laughs> it's hard. <sighs> but a dog, do you, do you say that dogs are a little bit more main, maintenance oriented? Da, cats, you know what? People think cats are not maintenance oriented. Um, I would say a cat is almost more maintenance oriented than a dog, but in a different way, because a lot of people think you have a cat and the cat just lays around and it licks itself and it eats and then it poops and then it goes back to sleep. <laughs> well, the problem is uh, you have to play with your cat. Cats need to get played with a lot, actually, until they get old and they're lazy. Um, you need to scoop your cat's litter box at least once a day. You should do it twice if you're you know, keeping up with it because your cat cats are little shit machines. They poop so much. And even with even with holistic food, because there's a cat in the house, and he eats he eats um, the same brand as Kyrie, well, obviously the cat version, and he shits every like two seconds. I swear, like it's not really <laughs> that bad. But like you go in there after a couple hours, after cleaning it, nope, he's he's left you some more gifts <laughs> um, that are from Satan's anus, and yeah, cats are just as high maintenance as dogs. It's just in a different way. Dogs, you get to go play frisbee, and you have to work out with your dog, so that's different. A cat, you still have to get up and do things for, but you're not running around with frisbees. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us today and, you know, listening to us rant and rave about pets, and hopefully you've gained some, you know, insightful information about this particular topic. Of and if you liked it or wanted to add your own comment, go to the show page, hit comment. Don't have to create an account if you have one of the major internet sites. And leave a comment. We read them. We do. We do. In fact, those comments feed us um, to continue with the show. And it lets us know if we're doing the right thing or if we're doing the wrong thing. If you think this episode was a piece of shit, then definitely let us know. You should scoop the show twice a day. Yeah, scoop it twice a day. Wash, shampoo. Shampoo. That's my job. You know, but... He does. He cleans up after us Guess the what? Time. The show is not over yet. It is not. So we're going to switch topics. Hold on. Let me push the topic switcher. And we will move right on to things that are fun. So we have the mailbag. There's one piece of email in the mailbag. Um, and I don't think we read this before. So I'm going to check. We didn't read Charleston's email about almost... About the fursona mix-up, did we? I... No, we didn't okay. actually read that. Do you want to go ahead and read that? Yes. Um, he says, actually, wait. Before we do that, we must be official and stuff. All right. We've pulled the zipper down. It's time for the mailbag. Speaking of fire breath, I hope you're having a wonderful time at Fernal, Fernal Equinox. I think that's right now. E-F-F-E-F-E. -E. Anyway, as I was saying, here's Charleston's email. 
Hi, Tugs, Rue, and special guest. Well, I guess Corey's not here, according to this email. I'm a special guest. <laughs> He's special. <laughs> Sorry for not having anything to write about on the topic of pets, but I thought this would be an entertaining read anyways. I was working at uni whilst having a thoughtful listen to your suicide and depression episode when my ears suddenly perked up at the sound of my name. Only thing is, unless I was writing to you in my sleep, I didn't write into you for this episode. I then scrolled down on the page in fright to see Charleston the Rat King listed on the page in the special thanks section. Even though your guest read the letter of which, of which the furrier referred to himself as Alan, I simply thought I was mishearing it and she was actually saying my name. It didn't help that the letter was being read aloud. A few similarities popped up. Alan refers to himself as the Rat King, and my fursona's design is based on an old British tradition known as Pearly Kings, which is why he's a pearly rat. Also, Alan mentioned the last time he wrote to you was the Gratitude episode, which up until now has been the first and only time I've ever written to you. I was then petrified as I listened to the rest of the letter, seeing, because I initially thought someone was pretending to be me. As far as I knew, they were saying all kinds of lies about me. Whilst I too have been a victim of school bullying in the past, my experiences certainly weren't the same as his. Also, I've never had the misfortune of being depressed or having thoughts about suicide, and I most certainly don't have any mates in the fandom, seeing as I'm single and not in any way looking for love at the moment. Remember, I'm the one who wrote in about my asexuality. I was almost going to write a letter of desperation to you saying someone had already stolen my fursona, despite their only being here for two months. When I had a fourth listen to what was being said and confirmed that it was in fact Alan, not Charleston, I did a quick Google search for Alan the Rat King and found he has written to you many times before Google works, including the gratitude episode for 2013. It was a great relief to find out this was a mistake and that somebody hadn't stolen my fursona for me at such an early stage. I can't blame you for making the mistake, though, since all the factors gelled together and I'd probably have done exactly the same as you. So if you haven't done already, change the page, please. I guarantee we are not the same rats. Did you guys know if he has an FA or Twitter username? Perhaps we can get in contact with him and he could be a bizarre way for us to begin a friendship. I'm always up for making new friends, whatever that may be. Thanks for making me jump out of my own fur. Signed, Charleston Rat, not Alan the Rat King. <laughs> P.S. It's actually 1% of the world that's thought to be asexual, not 5% like I said it was. So I make mistakes too. The funny part about this email is I changed the page four more times because I changed it to the wrong <laughs> person. <laughs> and we kept going back and forth and back and forth. Um, I eventually got it right. But uh, there you go. See, we yay make the for, most grand mistakes. Yay for getting that right eventually. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Well, right. we apologize for making that mistakes. We, we, I mean, I know this sounds like a sorry excuse, but we read so many emails and we apologize that we oversighted that. <laughs> so. Yeah. We do. We do. We get a lot of emails. So and, we, so, and sometimes we get mail. Yeah. We got packages. We did. So before we start going into the packages. I'm so excited. Um, Open it. I'm working, on, I'm working on it. So uh, we have a P.O. box. We were talking about closing, if you recall, a few episodes ago. Aww. Rue and I had a bit of a conversation. Oh, look at this music. It's so lovely and loud. Let me Let me turn this down. Let, let the expert take care of this for you. Got it. Okay. There you go. Um, anyway, so I, we were going to close it. Rue talked us out of it because um, I honestly, in all the business, and just for six, seven, eight months, we hadn't gotten anything in the box. I went today. We had a lot of stuff in the box. Um, and so I said, well, with my new job, well, not really that new anymore not taking me close to where the P.O. boxes anymore and stuff. It's really kind of a, a pain. 
luckily, they now offer alerts for when we get stuff in our box. So going forward, we will always be getting an email whenever we get something in the box. Probably spam, but at least we're getting an email. So if you send us stuff, we promise to handle it in a timely manner. And to those who have had stuff in the box for a while, I profusely apologize to you. We still love you. And trust me, Rue's just about ready to jump out of his fur. I want, I want to open. So before let's do it. We open these. I have one more thing to say. The <laughs> Why address do we have to wait longer. The address has changed for the PO box, but vo- oh so slightly. First of all, it has a real address now, so you can send things through DHL US US yeah US something US uh, UPS USPS FedEx anything you can ship now. You don't have to go to the post office. So the new address is on our website under the contact us button. But for those of you who don't like going to the internet, you're on a podcast. The address is, for what it's worth, 1760W2100S. That's West and South. Number 25394, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84199. Note that the zip code is also different. So are we going to have some sort of a forward just in case? Uh, it's automatic. Don't worry about it. If you send something to the P.O. box address, it will still wind up on our hands. This okay. is just the new way that we're going to be doing it going forward. Yay. So so now let's open the packages. Okay. Yay. It's like Christmas. One of these packages uh, has a short graphic novel in it. We will not be opening it on the air for I have sent an email to the author with some questions that we need answered before we can open this one. Let's open that one instead. There is a stack of cookies on top of a letter that Rue is so excited to read. Yay! So, Give me a minute. So, yep. It says, just a note. See? It says right here, just a note. <laughs> wow. um, a gift for foreign cookies. Of foreign cookies. Of foreign cookies. <laughs> Thanks for the great podcast from an amateur historian of the fandom. Do you want to eat a Stroopwafel? Sure. He's from Winnipeg, Cal- Canada, by the way. Manitoba. Calendar. Calendar. Are you going to eat the cookies? Of course. Sweet. Rue is reaching. So these cookies are called, I, I don't know how to say it right, and someone hopefully will tell me how, uh, Stroop waffles. They're like little tiny waffles with like caramel in the middle. They are so amazing. So amazing. They sell those at the local so, store. So these are Canadian, so they're wait, actually real. Wait, wait. You opened these and started munching on them without me? Nope. I've had Stroopwafel before, fortunately. But they are fabulous, and Canadian food is more fabulous. So, yeah. Okay, I'm passing this. Okay, so pass I'll it. be back. So he's passing it around. Um, yeah, Stroopwafels are super good, and you can find them in gourmet stores near you. Now, actually, if someone out there can send Violet Crumble or Crunchies, the candy bar, I would just love you. All right, Rue is bitten in, chewing, chewing. Now, it's not going to be a, a soft, or it's not going to be a hard crunch like a hard cookie. They're actually, every time I've had them, have been kind of soft and chewy. They are so good. They're coming home with me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if your diabetes will let you do that. I can eat them slowly. And besides, I don't know if I want the whole world to know that I have diabetes. How do you know if you have diabetes? Wilford Brimley thinks everyone has diabetes. <laughs> right? These are very good, and I think they're, they are pronounced Srupwafflen. That thing. Okay. All right, the show is over. I'm dying here. <laughs> Speaking of things. This is so good. I'm here at Liberty Medical, and there's something I want you to hear. 
Oh my god. Ugh. YouTube! Okay, we don't need the rest of that. This is terrible. Diabetes. All right, one out of ten. We review that that uh, Strubwafflen. I'm gonna give it a ten. Wow, really? Is that good? That is quite impressive. Well, basically, if you think about it, it's like it's like um, a waffle cone that has like caramel in between it. That's kind of what it is, huh? So it's almost like a candy bar, a candy bar cookie. Mm, nice. Okay. Well, thank you so so much. Who sent that in again? I'm sure eating. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. It's der, der non, non, drawn, drawn non. Do 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 do. It's spelled D R. O N O N. Dronon. 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 I remember reading his email. Okay, cool. All right. Next up in the box. Now, I actually did know this was in the box, which is also part of the reason why I went out there. Someone was kind enough to let me know now that the post office will tell us you don't have to do that. Um, Wolfie wrote us, and I am not going to tell you the background of it till I open it, but there's a small white envelope. It's padded. Yeah, it's cool. So thank you, Wolfie. So go ahead and open it's like yours. the last bolt pin ever. I'm trying to. Okay. But again, opening plastic bags should be like an Olympic sport. Okay, Rue, did you open yours? No, I was eating my cookie. <laughs> you, use your teeth. Okay. I can't use my teeth. <laughs> Rue used his teeth. Aw, I got a mini. Aw, you, you got a mini, a mini pin. It's tiny. Mm-hmm. Or no, that not that kind of many bad puns. <laughs> and Corey, what did you get? Oh my, I don't know. I'm still trying to open this damn thing. Hold on. <laughs> He's, getting a knife. <laughs> He's going to get the studio knife. We have a studio knife? I'll read his email. He says, he wrote this actually to me. He says, hey, Tugs, thanks for reading my email on the show. Next day I had some questions. Oh, and don't read this on the show. Shh. I can't read the rest of it. Never mind. <laughs> so what did you get? It. This has got to be destiny that I got this pen. What is it? My Little Pony pen? Why are you laughing so hard? Oh, I'm dying over here. Oh, my God. I can, like, feel pins in my lungs. Wolfie, I love you so much. You just made the end of season right there, if I remember. I am so thrilled you gave Koru this pin. It was chance. It was not. It was destiny. <laughs> Ruth still doesn't know what it is. No, I don't. I got Donald Duck. Yay! Woo! That's which, the best one for you! Which the inside joke is that, <laughs> yes, I sometimes do have an extremely bad temper, and I do tend to 
Donald sometimes, and it's even Tug's ringtone for me is Donald's theme song, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, lawyers got involved. Whoops. Whoops. Uh-oh. <laughs> no one but Corey Fox. That was, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it so much, Wolfie. You, you are the best. You should wear that with pride, though. Because I'm the, going to. Like, Donald is awesome. Donald yeah. is cool. I like Donald. Donald. He's a sailor. I'm looking for some sailors. Well, thank you for sending that in. I will cherish my mini- all right, the uh, third package we will address in a future episode. Hopefully the next one, not the next one, the one after maybe. Ooh. Let's talk about other housekeeping items, like the thing that we're going to together soon in May. Oh, uh, yeah, BLFC. That's going to be super, super fun. Super fun, super giveaway, we super ad. don't have a topic yet on it. Maybe you could send me some suggestion ideas of what you would like to hear. Live shows are really hard for us, not only because they take so much more energy than when we're just casually in the studio. We want to make them interactive. That's really difficult, actually. No, it, it is. It is. Because we want to make it something that's creative. We want something that's entertaining for you guys listening to the show. Um, but we also want it to be entertaining to the people that are there so that they can participate in the show as well. Yep, we want it to to be worth your while. Or at least we try. So if you want to see how ugly we really are, come down to our show at BLFC Saturday around lunch. Yay! It's either at noon or 12.30. I don't know yet. All right. And... So what's our next show that we're going to be doing? We're going to be discussing Rue's intense lifestyle also known as baby fur. Actually, he's not. I'm um, not a baby fur. <laughs> no, you date people, one. Okay, there's two things that people message me about. One is whether or not that I'm a baby fur. Two, the other one is whether or not that I'm a girl. I don't know why. <laughs> he's a girl baby fur, actually. <laughs> okay no in I'm all seriousness in all seriousness uh we will have a guest to be announced uh but really now is your time to really ask the questions that you really want to know or talk about how if you are a baby for how that's helped you out or brought you friendship and connections additionally we will be grouping diaper furs into this topic or or if you don't understand it you don't get it and you have no idea why, and you have questions, or, you know, go ahead and send an email about that. Yep. I mean, it is, you know, we are really going to ask a question. Do you really walk around with a load of shit in your pants? The fact is they don't. Ew. Ew. But the fact is they don't. Don't, don't, don't stay tuned to the next episode. Just <laughs> skip it. The fact is they don't, but a lot of people have that impression in their head right away. Why? We're going to figure some of those questions out. The episode is not going to be a scat episode, trust me. It's going to be about baby fur at large. Um, but that's the thing people really want to know. Does that really happen? So that and many questions that you might be wondering will be answered. Stay tuned. Yep. Yep. So uh, did you so, have anything else? Nope. This has been Rue. This is Tugs. And Kuru. And this has been For, for What, what it's, it's Worth. worth. In bed. With, With a cookie. cookie.